Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Rome has announced that in an organization that is well known for helping bishops form priests with a missionary zeal to bring souls to Christ, is getting an official visit by Rome, which is never good news these days. These visits often coincide with the closure of these groups and the liquidation of their properties. This visit is being masked by a visit to all of the seminaries of Spain, but the intention is being made pretty clear. Let's go over that story because apostolic visitations have an ugly track record in recent history, especially when anything remotely traditionally Catholic is involved. Just ask the nuns in Philadelphia, who were suppressed after such a visit and their property sold for the profit of Rome and the archdiocese. So let's try and remember all these various pieces as we get into the story. But first, I wanted to thank the patrons and channel members for their continued support of Return to Tradition, especially in these kind of weird times we're in. For like a dollar or two a month, they keep these messages coming. So a big thanks to them for their continued support. It is greatly appreciated. And if you want to help keep this work flowing, there are options in the description box of this video, including Subscribestar, which is a Patreon alternative that respects speech, as well as to Patreon itself and other options, including that join button that you see on your screen. Now, thanks, and on to our story. And as we go over this, I want you to think about one thing, real estate. Because it often looks like real estate profits are, all, are always connected somehow to these apostolic visitation stories. With that in mind, headline from Info Vaticana. The Pope sends two Uruguayan bishops to quote-unquote visit the Spanish seminaries. You can tell that the author of this piece knows that a quote visit by Rome to the Spanish seminaries is a bad sign for the seminaries. An apostolic visitation is essentially when Rome sends a group to audit a monastery, seminary, a priestly fraternity, what have you. They're rarely a good sign for, or sign of good news or good intentions on the part of Rome, at least under Francis. Most notoriously, Francis has a history of sending apostolic visitors to religious orders before smashing them to pieces. And I have an example of that here you for right now here in a moment, but in the case of this apostolic visitation, it often takes a few weeks for these stories to hit the news. So, from Info Vaticana in their article, quote, On September 19th of this year, Cardinal Lazaro Yuhoing, prefect for the dicastery for the clergy and seminaries, sent a letter to Cardinal Omela communicating the decision made after last year's Ad Limina visit. Ad Limina visits are when bishops from the diocese, bishops of a conference go and visit the Pope. Anyway, to carry out an apostolic visit to the Spanish seminaries, an initiative approved and promoted by Francis himself. In this way, he communicated it through a letter to which Info Vaticana has had access. Monsignor Luis Aguayo to all the Spanish bishops on October 24th. The congregation has appointed bishops Milton Luis, Bishop of Maldonado Punta del Estaminas, and Artero Eduardo Fajardo Bustamente, Bishop of Salto, at the proposal of Francis. The visit will take place between the months of January and February 2023. According to the prefect of the congregation, the visit of the Uruguayan bishops to the Spanish seminaries is intended to be a, quote, process that will make it possible to know and assess the current reality of initial priestly formation in Spain, the fruits of which will be harvested in due time, and that without doubt they will also be useful to guide the work of other Episcopal conferences. Arguello informs in the letter sent to the Spanish bishops that in the next plenary assembly to be held this November, some of the sessions will be dedicated to 
dialogue and to propose the reception of the visitors, as well as the organization of the visit with the coordination of the Episcopal Commission for the clergy and seminaries, end quote. So right now they're having their their big meeting. Spain is having its big National Bishops Conference meeting. Something to remember here. Spain's not really thought of as a hotbed of traditional Catholicism in general, but there is a significant traditional Catholic presence in that country. Gloria TV reports that this visit is targeted squarely at the flourishing Redemptorist Mater Seminary of the Neocatechumenal Way in Madrid. Now, if you're not familiar with the Neocatechumenal Way, it's an organization that focuses on the formation of people entering the church, both during their RCIA process and after they've been admitted to the church. They also operate seminaries and assist in priestly formation. The neocatechumenal goals ways or their goal is to instill traditional Catholic values into the faithful, to pass on the faith, and to make sure that Catholic priests have the Catholic faith. I describe their mission in blunter terms than they probably would, to be fair, but that is their mission. And now they're getting an apostolic visitor because of course they are. Bergoglio's mission is to smash the traditional faith, and he is moving full steam ahead with that mission. The Neocatechumenal Way Seminary in Madrid sits on a rather beautiful property that is obviously very valuable, though there are very few pictures of it online. While the move is suspicious, they may not get suppressed, at least partially because the Neocatechumenal Way is directly tied to diocesan bishops. There haven't been widespread reports of the bishops of Spain complaining about the formation of their priests at these seminaries, at least not to my knowledge. If you're in Spain, let me know if I'm wrong. Just let me know in the comments. I I will happily be corrected on that. The seminaries in question, though, here are diocesan seminaries. They rely on the local bishops for everything. The neocatechumenal way just assists with their formation, providing deeper formation in the faith and mission of the church than the typical diocesan seminary might. And that might be the reason for the visitation, to be honest. Priests who are missionary priests who have the identifiably Catholic faith and have a zeal to spread that faith are too rigid for apostate Rome. And being priests who offer the Novus Ordo for their bishops isn't going to protect them from accusations of rigidity. We've seen that happen all too many times in the last several years. The biggest threat to the Francis Revolution in the church is that accusation, rigidity. A couple of weeks ago, a story came and went that, again, I'm surprised not very many people covered, expect, except that it happened in the run-up to the big recent political thing in America, which is why traditional media probably didn't cover this story when it broke. The Carmelites in Philadelphia have been suppressed. They had received an apostolic visitor, like the Spanish seminary, seminaries are about to in a couple of months, and this was the fruit of that visit. Headline from LifeSite News. They are profiting from the closure of the monastery. Rome suppresses Carmel in Philadelphia. Sources say Rome and the local archdiocese did all they could to discourage a revival of the monastery, and that they are the ones who will receive the monastery's estimated assets of approximately 10 million U.S. dollars. Money. The love of money is behind this. You heard it right. They are selling the Carmelite property after suppressing the order. They are literally making money off of the destruction of traditional vocations. Some have hinted that this is one of the main driving purposes to Rome, smashing traditional religious orders since Francis ascended the throne of Peter, because all of these traditional orders have very valuable property. Henry VIII would approve of this, I'm sure. From the article, quote, Troubling news is coming to us from Philadelphia. 
Already in February, unbeknown to the general public, the Congregation for Religious Institutes under Cardinal Jaubras de Avis suppressed the historic 120-year-old Carmel in Philadelphia that was the cradle of the devotion to St. Therese of Lisieux in this country. Sources told LifeSite News that it appears Rome and their local archdiocese did all they could to discourage a revival of the monastery, and that they are the ones who will receive much of the monastery's estimated assets of approximately $10 million. Why would they work to suppress a thriving monastery? LifeSite reported on this Carmel last year when Rome sent a delegation both to Philadelphia Carmel as well as to the traditional Carmelite nuns in Fairfield, Pennsylvania. In 2017, this traditional order of nuns, with its mother house in Valparaiso, Nebraska, sent several nuns to Philadelphia in order to revive the Carmel in Philadelphia, which lacked vocations for many years. Sources close to the situation told LifeSite that Archbishop Chaput tried everything he could to preserve this monastery with its long and crucial history. However, after Chaput went into retirement in January 2020, Francis hastily accepted his offer to retire as soon as he, ret as he turned 75 years old. It was not long before the traditional nuns left Philadelphia again. As different sources told LifeSite, the archdiocese seemed to discourage their traditional and stricter charism. In April 2021, the nuns had to leave Philadelphia because they saw that they could not live their traditional Carmelite charism under the conditions there, especially since under new Vatican rules, as laid out in the 2018 instruction core Orans, they had to be under the influence of St. Joseph's Association of Carmelite Monasteries, which was threatening their charism. End quote. Core Orans is a very complicated topic, and I've talked about it before, but and I'll get to Archbishop Chaput towards the end because he has publicly said that tradition, traditional Catholics are schismatic. So don't take him to be really a big hero here. Yes, he assisted the Carmelites in thriving in their vocation, and for that he deserves everyone's thanks. But at the end of the day, he approves of and even kind of celebrates Traditionis Custodis. More on that, though, in a moment. Fairfield Carmelites sent this communication to their supporters and benefactors explaining the situation during the summer of 2021. In that communication, they laid out that they were specifically barred from sending nuns to Philadelphia to help their sisters' communities grow. Why? <laughs> I've covered their story at length in the past, and there is no drama that, to be clear, I, I hinted at before that there was that may have been drama that existed between the Fairfield Carmelites and the Carmelites in Philadelphia. That turned out to not be true. The Fairfield Carmelites were dedicated to the traditional mass and sacraments and to their traditional Carmelite charisms. Under Chapu, they had been promised that they could continue to live devoted to those traditional Catholic values, those historic Carmelite values. But after Chapu retired, that changed. Pressure was put on them to conform to new demonic governing documents for religious issued by Rome under the title of Cor Orans. And eventually, the Fairfield Carmelites left Philadelphia. Now the property is being liquidated by the Archdiocese and by the Vatican. Pretty good way to make some money if you have lost your soul. Which brings me back to Archbishop Chaput, who, to his credit, allowed the Carmelites to be devoted to their traditional charisms, to the liturgy, and to the actual Catholic faith. But he has recently stated publicly that he thinks Francis was basically right to issue Traditionis Custodis. From the Gloria TV reporting on that, quote, Many Roman Rite Catholics reject many parts of the 
failed, ambiguous, and disastrous, <laughs> Vatican II lamented former Fidel- Philadelphia Archbishop Charles Chaput. That was a Glory TV characterization of the statement, by the way. <laughs> During the Eucharistic Symposium in Arlington Cathedral, October 22nd, video in the Gloria TV uh, report, about 40 minutes long. You don't have to scratch them very hard before they bleed anti-council thoughts and sentiments. He manipulated. Arlington Diocese in particular experienced one of the world's worst crackdowns on the Roman Mass. Thirteen Masses were shut down. According to Chapu, Francis published Traditionis Custodis out of fear that the numbers of, quote, those anti-council folks were suddenly beginning to increase, especially among young seminarians and young priests. And he wanted to make sure that the direction the church was headed at the time of the council would be followed in the future. He, Chapu, believes personally that Francis's way was harsh and imprudent, but he understands why Francis felt he had to act at the present time, end quote. Ah, uh, yes, Francis was being harsh and imprudent, but we trads brought this on ourselves. Sound familiar? That's kind of been what a lot of the Pope-splainers have been saying about Traditionus Custodis. And it's par for the course, unfortunately, but our takeaway is this. Apostolic visitations in the age of Francis are a sign that an organization is under scrutiny, especially if they're even remotely traditional. The neocatechumenal way isn't exactly a traditionalist order in its presentation of the sacraments or complicated theological concepts, but they do try to work to do they do try to work to form priests with a missionary zeal to win souls for Christ. That by itself may be too much for them in the eyes of Rome, and if the numerous reports are right that Rome is profiting directly off the closure of traditional monasteries, then the neocatechumenal way better watch out because their seminaries sit on very nice properties on five continents, and Rome has got a lot of debts to pay. Keep the seminary and the Carmelite nuns in this story in your prayers. They certainly need it. But I'm curious what you think about this story. Is all of this about real estate? Does it factor in at all? It's a pretty cynical motive, but the track record is there, so many are asking that rather hard question. So what do you think? Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Share this on social media. That helps a lot as well, too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.